Welcome back to the Men After God podcast, where you will hear conversations to equip the next generation of godly men. On each episode, we bring biblical truth on a wide range of topics impacting the lives of men. And our desire is to help you to strengthen and deepen your relationship with God so that you can fulfill your God-given purpose. This is Pastor Jason, and I want to thank you all for listening in. The title of today's discussion is Next Play. And I'll explain what that means in a few moments, but I want you to know that it's helped me tremendously in my walk with Christ, and I think it's super relevant for men who are chasing after God. But first, let's have a brief word of prayer. Father, we just thank you right now for being with us today, Lord God. I pray that every listener that's listening today, Lord God, would have their hearts touched by today's message and would be uh, provoked, Lord God, to move into action and move into applying the word of God into their lives on a daily basis. Father, we thank you for always building us up as husbands, as fathers, as brothers, uh, as the heads of our homes, as the priests of our homes, Lord God. We thank you for wisdom. We thank you for insight. And we most importantly, Lord God, we thank you for your son, Jesus Christ. And so we look forward to an amazing word today, Lord God. Holy Spirit, have your way as we begin this important discussion. All right. I don't know about you, but I love sports. I've always enjoyed playing and competing with others on the field of battle. It wasn't even about winning for me, and it wasn't even about, wasn't even about destroying the other team. I just enjoyed being out there and being a part of the action. And as I've grown up in Christ, I still love sports, even though I don't play it as much as I did when I was younger, although I should. Um, but I know with, um, with life happening and with being husbands and being fathers and uh, being busy with work, you may not get to play as much as you did when you were uh, in, your, your, in your teens. Uh, so with that backdrop in mind, I want to share one of the biggest takeaways that I gained from sports. And it's one that God has used to really help me in my life as a man, as a husband, and as a father. And that's the saying, next play. Next play. If you think about football, for example, for me, I played linebacker on defense and football uh, many, many years ago, and I was a star in my own mind. Our goal, if you think about football, the, the goal for me was to stop the offense, of course, to stop them from scoring, to stop them from getting a yard. What we would do is we would huddle up. We would kind of get told uh, what defensive strategy we would need to have in place. And then we would line up. Uh, eventually, the offense would snap the ball, and in most cases, we would do our best to tackle the offensive player with the ball. And after that, after we did all that and the, the refs blew the whistle, we had about 30 seconds to regroup, refocus, and reposition ourselves for the next play. Looking back, in that 30 seconds, just 30 seconds, I had to get up, I had to dust myself off, I had to, to call and organize the huddle. That was one of my responsibilities. I had to listen for the play call as another uh, one of my peers brought the play in. And then I had to go and I had to carry out my assignment. And so all of this had to happen and had to get lined up again with, within 30 seconds. I didn't have a lot of time between plays to be concerned about the mistakes that I made on the prior play. I didn't have time to rest and, and not even to celebrate if I did something great on the previous play. And I know many of us, and I'm including myself in this, we've all made mistakes in life. And we found ourselves out of position 
or we've missed what seems like God's timing for our lives. And my response to you, brother, is don't worry about it. Instead, you should focus on the next play. I can't tell you how many times I missed a key tackle or a shot uh, or even in life. I've made mistakes as a husband, as a father, as a friend. I've made financial mistakes. I've made mistakes in the workplace. You name it. If you, if you name it, I probably made that mistake. But on that next play, after gathering myself and after regrouping, I was able to make the play or I was able to make the decision that needed to be made in order to put things back on track. Now imagine if after a bad play on the field, I would spend the next 30 seconds disappointed in myself to the point where I couldn't focus on what was ahead. So if I'm sitting there and it's, 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 if I'm frustrated, I'm like, oh my God, I missed a tackle or I, I struck out or whatever it is, you could get so frustrated sometimes that you can't pay attention to what you need to do on that next play. And so if I had done that, I'd be no good to myself. I'd be no good to my team and let alone our mission. Yes, the thoughts came when, and, and they tried to tell me that I was terrible, that I'm a failure, that the guy behind me was gonna take my spot or that the coach is gonna criticize me or I'm gonna be laughed at or that I'm gonna be in the, the paper getting run over by somebody else or on my back, you know? And so it's, it's these things in life, uh, brothers, that we have to realize that, that these are the same thoughts that come to us each day. These thoughts come and they're totally unrelated to sports. These are the thoughts that tell you that you're a bad father, that you're a bad husband, that you'll never be successful, that you're a failure, or that you messed up so bad that there's no coming back. You may have even sinned or been in a state of habitual sin, but thank God that the Bible teaches us that there is now, therefore, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. So I want you to be encouraged. Be encouraged, even though you've made these mistakes or you may be in a, a phase where you're in a, a kind of habitually making these mistakes. And so what I want you to think about is that don't allow these temporary situations to keep you from getting back on track. So if we step back to a few moments ago, I mentioned three key things that I think that we need to do as men if we're going to move forward and, and, getting, and get ourselves ready for that next play. And so the, I mentioned uh, that we need to regroup. I mentioned that we need to refocus. And then I mentioned that we need to reposition. So let's focus on number one. Let's talk about what it means to regroup. And so when you're regrouping, you're assessing where you are you're looking at, okay, what just happened? What keeps happening? And you wanna find out why. And at that same time, you wanna dust yourself off, right? So we would come back to the huddle um, and we would come back together. You, what you need to do when you regroup is you need to come back together with God. You need to come back together with his word. You need to come back together with your spouse or your family or whomever it is, come back together, let's regroup. Right, So you want to come back to God because he's the one that gives you the strength to get ready to go back for that next play. And so uh, in practice, we have to come back to God. We have to come back and regroup, come back with him and, and get in his presence, get in his face, get in his word and find out where have you gotten off track? What was it on that last play? that you didn't do properly? What was it that, uh, that caused you to make that mistake in the first place? 
And so that's number one. That's what it means to regroup. Number two is to refocus. And so when it comes to refocusing, this is where you want to allow God to remind you of who you are and what he's called you to do. That means that you can be an effective and a great father. You can be a great husband. You can be great in the workplace. You can be great in no matter what your hands are touching, you can be great at it. But the thing that we have to remember is that we can only do it successfully with God. If you think about the huddling up that occurs with the football players between plays, we would come back together and that's where we got instruction for the next play. And it's in that, in that coming back together and getting the instructions, whether they're radioed in or whether they're sent in verbally from someone else who, who sees the entire field, right? So we would get our plays called from someone who was uh, sitting up either in a booth or they could kind of look down on the entire field. So again, it's really no different than, the, than how it is with God because God sees the entire picture. He sees what's coming. He knows how to position us in, in our lives and so that we can be successful. When we come back and we refocus, God gives us a reminder of what he's called for us to do. And it's awesome that, that God gives us instructions. How great is that, right? So God will give us instructions. He'll tell us what to do next. And the thing that we have to do is we have to place our trust in him and not in our own abilities or in our own intellect. You can be the greatest athlete in the world, um, but if you can't receive instruction, you can't hear from the Lord or hear from his word about how you need to uh, approach certain situations, then you're not going to be as great as you could be uh, if you were partnering with God. And the number three thing that we want to focus on is to reposition, reposition. After we would get the play, after we would get the instruction, we now had to to get back into a place where we were reset and we would get back into our positions. I had to go back to my, my, my sort of stated area on the field. I had to go back to my responsibilities and my cues and the things that I needed to focus on as a linebacker on defense. And it's really no different in our own lives as we have to step back into our roles as the leaders and the priests of our homes. We have to get that instruction from God, uh, as I mentioned in the prior point. But now this is the application. We got to get ready to play, right? We have to go out and perform. And yes, you can, you can lead and you can disciple your families. Don't think that you can't. I believe that somebody's listening today that believes that they can't get back to where they were. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can get back. And you can go even further. But this time, don't do it without God. Don't go forward without him. Don't go forward without the wisdom. So imagine if you make a mistake one day, all right? And so it's over. Go back. But now go back out there and dominate. Go back out there and play with the potential that God has put on the inside of you. Uh, whether you're a linebacker or a cornerback or whether you're a husband or a father or whatever it is, uh, if you're uh, married or not married, you know, it, it really doesn't matter. You can go back out there. You can go back into this field of life and you can win. You can dominate. You're destined to win. And so don't forget that God has got us here to be victorious in every single area of our lives. And so we have to remember that because we're now repositioned. We can't, we can't forget who we are and what he's called us to do. 
but because we're, we're, we're in this position now where we can be successful. So if you found yourself uh, looking to overcome sin, right? If you, if you have some sin in your life, some things that you're doing on a habitual basis. And look, we, we, we make mistakes every day. We sin almost every day, right? You have to think about whether or not that sin is going to keep you in complete in this area of condemnation. And again, remember what I said before, God is not, he's not here to condemn us. The word is not here to condemn us. The word is here to convict us, to remind us, hey, hey son, hey, uh, you don't have to, to do this thing. You don't have to do this. What you need to re remember is that Jesus already has. He's already overcome sin. Jesus has already overcome sin. And you have to remember that that sin, that thing that you keep going back to, that, that issue that you're having, whatever it is, that mistake that you're making that you're, that's, that's weighing on you, that thing has no power over you. You have the ability and the authority to overcome that issue. So don't forget about that. And so this is why it's so important also that we, that we reconnect with God and we reconnect with people that can strengthen you and keep us accountable. I want you to imagine coming back to God, coming back to your accountability partner, coming back to uh, other men who are after God. And when you come back to them, this is when you can refocus. This is when you can regroup. And this is when you can reposition yourself to be successful in every single area of life. What I want you to think about next, that coming back together, this is, uh, uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna get ready for that next play, right? This is what we're talking about today, coming together, regrouping for that next play. And we need the people that are around us. We needed uh, people who could encourage us and say, hey, you got it, you can make this tackle, or hey, that guy's coming your way. They remind you of who you are. Go in there and make the hit. Go in there and make the tackle. And so that's what I'm telling you today is to go out and dominate. Don't go out and be great in everything that you do in your life because you've been, in, you've been strengthened to do so. Praise God. So all that said, be encouraged, men after God. Be encouraged. And one of the things that I think is most important is that that I want you to take away is that we have to have a short memory. Now imagine if we got over mistakes. What, imagine if we got over uh, offense as, as the enemy loves to, to use offense to get us off track. Imagine if we got over mistakes in offense within 30 seconds as opposed to 30 years. Because in many cases, it takes us years sometimes to get over uh, what someone has said to us or what someone has done to us. We need to use this, this time frame. Don't even allow these things to sink into your body. You, you have 30 seconds. If, I, if we had 30 seconds to, to come together, to get a play, and to reposition, imagine if we did that in our own lives on a daily basis. And remember, there's no condemnation. Even when it comes to forgiving others, we have to do it quickly. Don't drink the poison of unforgiveness in your life. And remember, the word teaches us that we have to forgive others even as God has forgiven us. And as a part of that, don't forget to forgive yourself. This is what this is really about. Don't forget, you have to forgive yourself and forget the mistakes that you've made and continue to press forward uh, towards the, the mark of the high calling, as we heard Paul talk about. 
we have to press forward every day. You're gonna make you're gonna make mistakes. You're gonna mess up, and I know that some of these mistakes have serious consequences. But we have to continue to press forward anyway. Number two, don't forget that anyone who has ever been successful, failure is actually part of their success story. There's people that have taken hundreds of times and hundreds of opportunities to try to get a formula right or to try to get uh, an invention right, and they failed all along the way. But you know what? They were failing forward. They were failing in a way that allowed them to, to get better, to improve. And so it's not this black and white, either you failed or you didn't. Okay, you failed on that thing, but what did you teach you? All right, well, how do you go back in there the next time and continue to move forward? And the third thing that I wanted to focus on today, and third and final thing here is, how will you respond to the mistakes and the cares of this world? Will you be weighed down or will you use that 30 seconds for the next play, the next opportunity, or the next chance to get it right? That 30 seconds is important. It was huge for us. A lot can happen in 30 seconds. And I thank God because his, for his mercy because I still make mistakes and I'm sure that you do too. But I'll tell you one thing. I've noticed that whenever I include God in my decisions, whenever I include the Holy Spirit and God's word in my decisions, I typically make a good decision because God wants us, uh, to, he wants us to be successful in this life. And that's why he's given us the Holy Spirit, the teacher that's on the inside of you that leads and guides us into all truth. The Holy Spirit is here to help you so that you don't have to struggle in this life, so you don't have to have challenges uh, in this life, so you don't have to fail so many times. But if we can come back to God, if we can regroup, if we can refocus, and if we can reposition ourselves for success, I'm, I guarantee that you will be successful on that next play. Well, praise God. I trust that you heard something today that will help you to focus on the next play. In the book of Philippians chapter 3 and verses 12 through 14, Paul reminds us that he focuses on this one thing. Forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead, I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. Now that's the New Living Translation and it's a passage that every man after God needs to know. That said, I trust that you were provoked to seek God for clarity in those areas of life where your past may be weighing you down. And don't forget, don't forget to join and get connected to a local church where you can learn more and partner with other believers to help you along your way. And don't forget that this podcast will be available for you to subscribe to and download. And when you do, please take a moment to leave us a review. And if I can be helpful in your walk with Christ, please email me directly at elderjason at rolkm.com. And you can also learn more about River of Life Kingdom Ministries at rolkm.com. See you next time.